today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Are you using the COVID app? Do you even have the COVID app? Uh, well, apparently not many of us are using it. Not many of us have it, actually. And uh, there's a, a lot of concern about that. Well, uh, David Silberman, who is a professor and Canadian National Chair in Strategic Marketing at the Rotman School of Management, says he thinks he knows why we're not using the app. Despite the fact that there was initially a push for um, trying to convince people to upload the uh, application, um, I think the problem is that the marketing effort has really tapered off. And one of the things that we teach when you've sort of got an objective in marketing is that you have to put on a concerted effort and you have to basically operate through all possible channels to get consumers to adopt. And in this particular case, I would argue they really don't have a very comprehensive or integrated campaign. That might be part of it, but uh, Global News has done some investigation into this, too, and I, I get the impression uh, from the work done there that there could be some other reasons, too. Brian Hill has done the work on this. Uh, the piece is on the Global webpage uh, saying 96% of Canadians who test positive for coronavirus aren't even using the COVID app properly. Brian, thanks for joining us on the program. Appreciate this. Uh, were you surprised by these numbers? Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's a little bit, it, it's high, right? It's, a, it's, yeah. it's, it's, or I guess the other way, it's low in terms of the number of people who are actually using this app, uh, correctly. And, uh, you know, it, it, it is, as was pointed out, there was a big push early on to get people to download the app, to get people to use, the, uh, to use this app. A lot of people are told that this was going to be a really important tool in, in slowing the spread or preventing the spread of COVID-19. Um, but uh, it relies on, on people downloading the app. But not only that, people who test positive have to use the app to warn others. And, and that's what's not happening. So that, that, that new data that you're mentioning, it shows that, uh, you know, about 96, 97% of Canadians who test positive for the virus are not using the app to warn people near to them that they could have been exposed. Let's talk about the numbers, because you've uncovered some rather remarkable numbers here. Uh, and like I say, look at this number in isolation. They say, well, the app has been downloaded roughly 6.3 million times. Oh, that's kind of impressive. Until you put that in perspective, and say that means 79% of the people that have cell phones haven't even downloaded the app yet. Mm -hmm. So the, this this mm -hmm. never really did take off, did it? Mm -hmm. No, not 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 in a wholesale kind of way. I mean, when, when, when you're looking at it like that, yeah, 6.3 million downloads, that's that sounds impressive, but there are 30 million smartphone users in Canada. So, uh, right, in the, and from that perspective, it's it's not spectacular. Um, that said, you know there have been studies that have shown even with like limited uptake, with you know 15, 20 percent of people using it, it can be really successful. But that relies on people who do test positive using the app to send out warning notifications to people and letting them know about that exposure. And that's where this app has really fallen flat. And that's because so few people are doing it. Since, since the app went live, across the whole country, there have been about 750,000 people test positive for COVID-19. For a number, for whatever reason, only 20,000 people have actually used the app to, you know, upload their diagnosis and warn people around them. So 20,000 of 750,000. It's, it's it small. It's a very small number of people. Is it that difficult to navigate? Um, well, it, and it, 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 no, but at the same time, it's not necessarily as simple as it could be. So uh, depending on where you live, the process is different. You've got people in in uh if 
you know, if you live in Manitoba, if you live in El- if you live in Saskatchewan, um, you, you just all you as soon as you're contacted and told about your positive test result, they give you a one-time key. You enter that key like a code into your phone, and then it starts working. That's that's how it works. Um, in other places, it's a bit more difficult. In Ontario, you need to access your uh, this through the government website. You've got to have your health card number on hand. You, you know, you need to be able to log into that website to get this. Um, so it's not quite as simple. And then you've got to enter it into your phone. In Quebec, you got to wait to be notified from a health official that you tested positive. Then you have to call a 1-800 number to get your code, which then you have to enter into your phone. So it's not complicated, but it's not that straightforward either. Now, you can understand an awful lot of people saying, I'm just not going to bother. Uh, one of the biggest concerns, though, uh, is uh, was privacy uh, and, and the, the concern about holding on to information and confidential information. Uh, did we ever get over that hump? I think privacy watchdogs and, and, and all sorts of people that are you know tech experts and whatnot have all agreed that the app was very secure in terms of privacy. Um, so there's eventually the app that did that is that exists now um, is very secure. It's not collecting that personal information and, and uh, privacy experts agree on that. There still is sentiment though among people that they don't want to have an app that's you know managed or developed in any way by the government on their phone and so that that is part of it um but there has been a general consensus among um among tech experts and and privacy advocates that the app is secure but you discovered that uh starting in early february the government actually started collecting additional data from the app which is going to have those skeptics saying see i told you this is the Mm -hmm. this is all a master plan Mm mm-hmm yeah, and and they are collecting more information. Uh, one of the one of the criticisms of the app uh, has been that the government collects such little info that it's very difficult to even measure the app's performance. Basically, impossible. Um, it, it was, anyways, and so now they're going to start collecting some more info, or they are, anyways. Um, and that's like on, say, the number of people who are exposed, who get exposure notifications, or the number of people in a particular province using it at any one time. Um, and they say that's going to help better track the app's performance and effectiveness. Um, all of that information is collected in aggregate, so they're not collecting like you know um, at, at an individual level. Um, and so they say that, again, the privacy uh, concerns are being considered, and 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 that privacy is protected. Um, whether or not that will ultimately help the government measure the effectiveness of the app, it's not clear. That that data, they said, even though they're tracking it, wasn't available to provide to us. Uh, Brian, great reporting on this. Uh, stuff that we need to know with the government uh, still pushing on this and the possibility of a third wave. Uh, it's a topic that's going to come up time and time again. Thanks for the great reporting and thanks for the time today. Appreciate it. My pleasure. Thank you. Okay, Brian Hill, of course, from Global News, uh, 96% of Canadians who are testing positive aren't even using the app properly. Even if they have the best of intentions, they're not using it properly. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.